0: You are listening to Message Rewind from Discovery Church. Hey, what's going on, Discovery? Happy Easter. I'm so glad that you are hanging out with us this morning. And uh, here I am in our building. And I got to admit, it's a little different the fact that we're not meeting together. But I do love the fact that even though Easter may look a little different, The the message of Easter, the hope of Easter, the the, the power of Easter, the message does not change. In fact, I was thinking about this and I feel like that the message of Easter actually has a, a greater ability, potential to affect your and my life in this season that we are in currently. And so what I want us to do is to look at uh, the, the story of Easter through the lens of, of three women, Mary, Mary, and Salome—and And what I want us to see is how in the midst of a challenge, they didn't quit. In the midst of adversity, they continued strong. Now, I was thinking about challenges and... And how, I don't know about you, but I'm not a big fan of challenges. I, I, don't, I don't like it. Well, let me, let me rephrase that. I like a challenge if I know that I can succeed, right? But I'm pretty sure that means that it's not a challenge. Um, but I'm, I'm not a big fan of challenges. And, and I remember this one time when I was in seminary school, uh, Bible college. And this Bible college, it was known for their worship. And uh, I enrolled there and my whole goal was to be part of the worship band. Now the school had two uh, two tiers of, of a worship band. They had like the A team and then the B team. And I was like, yo, I want to be part of the A team. And so I, I tried out my first year. I didn't make it, I made the B team. But my second year, I was like, I, I, I'm gonna make, this is my year, y'all, this, like this is my year. And so I remember going to the audition my second year, I had my little guitar and I'm like singing, Kumbaya, it wasn't Kumbaya, uh, but I remember singing and auditioning, and um, and and just feeling like I nailed it, right? And I remember the next day headed to class. I got a uh, a phone call from from the music director, and he was like, "Hey, John, you know we really enjoyed your audition yesterday, and we would love for you to come be part of the second audition now." I understood that from the grapevine, that if I made it to the second audition, like that was it, I pretty much, I pre- it was in the bag at that moment. <clears throat> and, and, and so here I am, right? I go uh, and I'm excited about the second audition. And then all of a sudden um, I, I started having like these, these feelings and these thoughts of like, <gasps> like what if I don't make it? What, what if I'm like the only student in the school history who makes it to the second audition and doesn't get a spot? I, and then I begin to think about like, John, like what about the people that are really singing? Like John, you can sing, but you can't like sing. You know, like what about those people that are like, whoa, like you have nothing. And then all of a sudden I just, I felt like I was hit with these challenges of do I want to fail? Like, can I handle this moment? Now, I, I'm not proud to say this, but after I began thinking about the challenges and the moments of, of uncertainty and, and the fear that, that, uh, that was coming uh, to me through this, this, this audition, I didn't show up. I know, I know what you're thinking. Oh, my pastor's a quitter. Hey, whatever, okay, don't judge me and, um, and so I quit like I never even called the music door I never even told them I wasn't showing up and I ended up quitting now I don't know about you but perhaps you understand how I felt in that moment this idea of something just being so overwhelming something being so big that you feel like you can never overcome that you just look at that thing and you're like, man, I'm just gonna quit. Now, as I mentioned earlier, the story of these three women, they were faced with an opportunity to quit because of a challenge that seems so daunting and so, so big. And yet we read that they kept Moving forward, so we're going to pick up the story in the Gospel of Mark, Mark chapter sixteen. But before we get into the story, I, I want us—I want to give us a little backdrop of what's happening in this moment, where we're at. You see, this was uh, when we pick up in Mark chapter sixteen. A couple of days before that was actually the crucifixion. Of Jesus Jesus he just he was beaten and uh, slaughtered to a point where Isaiah the prophet in Isaiah says that uh, that he was beaten beyond human recognition and so not only was he beaten but they hung him on the cross to die and he died this brutal death and we read that this guy named Joseph went, to Pilate and asked Pilate if he can take the body of Jesus and bury Jesus. Pilate gave him the green light and so Joseph, he takes Jesus' body off of the cross and wraps him up to Jewish custom and and puts the the embalming, um, the the oils and the spices and wrapped him and Joseph put Jesus in the tomb. They rolled a big stone in front of the entrance so that no one could steal the body of Jesus. And that's where we begin in Mark chapter 16. And we're going to start at verse 1. Saturday morning, when the Sabbath ended, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother, James and Salome, went out and purchased burial spices so they could anoint Jesus' body. Very early on Sunday morning, just at sunrise, they went to the tomb. On the way, they were asking each other, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? Okay, so the Sabbath just ended. Uh, our three uh, ladies, Mary, Mary, and Salome, they they decide that they want to go out and, and to, to really find closure in this moment. They want to anoint Jesus' body they, they, want to, they want to find peace in this moment by, by closure. And so they decide that they're gonna go anoint Jesus' body. And so I'd imagine that they, they get all their, their perfumes and their spices together and, and they're like, all right, ladies, let's go. And, and they begin walking to the tomb where Jesus is at. And it's funny because we read in the text that as, as they're walking along, uh, someone we, we don't know which one, but one of the ladies, it, it seems like they almost stop and they're like, um, "Hey, la- girls, uh, how are we gonna actually get inside of the tomb?" They're like, "What do you mean?" Well, well, how how are we going to move the giant stone that's in front of the entrance of the tomb? Like, what what are we gonna do? And I could imagine like right in the drama. I could imagine like Mary's like, "Oh, hey Salome, don't worry. I actually told Mary the other day to call the gardener and to make sure that 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 he knows that we're coming." And so Mary, you you called. You called them, right? And Mary's like, "No, I- I thought you called them. And then all of a sudden, like, wait, what? Mary, Mary the organizer, she, she's irresponsible, right? Like, uh, I just imagine this, this, this moment of, 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 of human mistake just taking place and realizing, wait a second, how are we going to, how are we going to get inside of this tomb? And in this moment, Is when these three ladies are hit with the challenge in this moment they have to decide how are they going to respond to the giant stone the the the, the giant problem that is standing in between where they're at in the in the body of Jesus of where they're trying to go in this moment they're faced with a challenge. In this moment, I actually think they have one of two responses, really. The first one is um, at the moment of epiphany, at the moment of when they realize that there's this giant stone in the way of of where they're wanting to go, they could have been like, "Um, you know what? Hey, girls, we tried, we wanted to, God knows our heart, Let's just go back home and we'll try again another day. They they definitely, definitely could have done that. Or they, they actually could have done the second option and they could have just said, you know what, girls, let's just keep going. Let's just keep pressing forward. Let's just see how faithful God is. And I love this because these three women, they didn't choose option one, but in fact, they chose option two. They decided, hey, we might as well, even though there's this giant stone in our way, we might as well keep on going just to see what God might do. The first reason why I love Easter is because Easter reminds me to keep moving forward. Listen, in this moment that we're in that is full of uncertainty and fear and and the proverbial giant stone that is like standing in front of us, I wanna encourage you this morning to keep moving forward. Don't quit. What if, what if that God can do something in the middle of you refusing to stop, refusing to quit. So these women, they they decided to keep going and here's what we read in verse four. But as they arrived, they looked up and saw that the stone which was very large had already been rolled aside okay so this is phenomenal what just took place okay so so the the very boulder, the very situation that these women uh, were were stressing about they 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 kept going they decided to keep moving forward and when they arrived at the tomb i love this the stone that they were fretting over was moved the stone that they worried about was out of the way i love the fact that they were willing to press forward to keep moving and to trust that god was and is faithful see i need you to understand this morning that god is faithful whether we see it or not god is still faithful and what we notice in this story with these women is that God was faithful to them when they were willing to step into a moment of impossibility. Let me say it this way. God's faithfulness in your life and in my life, it's, it's able to be seen even more when we're willing to step into moments of impossible, the impossible. However, for a lot of us, myself included, is I'm, I have to decide if I'm willing and if I'm and if I'm ready and if I'm wanting to become vulnerable to this moment of stepping into something that is impossible. See, it was in the moments of impossibility when these women were able to see the faithfulness of God. Listen, I don't know what your boulder, what your stone is this morning, what's causing you to fear and to have anxiety and I don't know what this challenge is that's making you uh, consider quitting, But, but I want to propose to you this morning, what happens if you remain moving forward? What can God do? What can God's faithfulness unlock if you decided to keep moving forward listen god is faithful and so here these women they they get to the tomb the rock is moved and and check out what verse 5 says when they entered the tomb they saw a young man clothed in a white robe sitting in the right side the women were shocked but the angel said don't be alarmed You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He isn't here, he is risen from the dead. Look, this is where they laid his body. Now go and tell his disciples, including Peter, that Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there just as he told you before he died. So in these verses lies the beauty and the power of Easter, because we see that Jesus is no longer in the grave. Come on, somebody! And so these women, they don't know yet. So so they they go. They're, they're, they 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 realize that the boulder, the stone is moved. They peek in, expecting to see Jesus, Jesus's body there, and instead they they see an angel sitting where Jesus. Was supposed to be lying and in this moment they become fearful now I, I want us to to put ourselves in their shoes and their in their frame of mind right now because what I want us to see and what I want us to understand is that they stepped into something that was not expected in other words uh, they God's faithfulness was not revealed in the way that they were expecting. See, they were expecting to walk in and to see Jesus' body, but rather they saw this angel. They, they, they're like, what? what? We walk this, this, this entire way to see, to anoint, to find closure, uh, to, to, to anoint the body of Jesus. And we come all this way, even in the midst of a challenge, and we get here expecting to find Jesus' body, and he's not here. I don't know about you, but I would have felt a little bit disappointed. In fact, I would have felt like, wow, God, why would you even move the the stone if what I was looking for, if what I was expecting is not even there? And it brings me to this, this, This question, really, like, what what do we do when God's faithfulness isn't revealed in the way that we were hoping for it to be revealed? Like, what what happens when God is faithful, but His faithfulness is seen in a way that we weren't expecting? Like, what? What what do we do? How do we respond? See, I think this is an important question to answer because here's the fact of the matter is God's faithfulness doesn't always reveal itself in the way that we want it to be revealed. And what I want us to understand about this is, is this, this, this idea that just because God's faithfulness isn't revealed to us in the way that we think it should be, in the way that we want it to be, does not mean that God is not faithful. We can't allow God's faithfulness to be determined by our expectations. Because God is faithful. It just may not be in the way that we were thinking or hoping. See, these women, they walked into the tomb, they didn't find the body of Jesus, they didn't find the peace and the closure that they were looking for, but they found what each and every one of us need right now in the season of life that we are in, and that is peace. The third thing I love about Easter is that Easter reminds me that Jesus is peace. See, they got into the tomb and and, and though it wasn't in the manner that they were expecting, the very first thing the angel said to them was don't be afraid. It's okay, don't worry. This morning as, as we face whatever challenge and whatever obstacle that you are individually, I want you to understand that God is faithful And he may not be faithful in the way that you were expecting or even wanting him to be faithful in. But at the end of the day, if you keep pushing forward, if you keep moving through, if you don't quit, his faithfulness will always reveal his peace. And his peace is what gets us through this time, these hardships that we're in, that we discover, that we find ourselves in. Listen, I am so glad that the power in the story of Easter remains the same. In fact, the very peace of who Jesus is begins the moment we say, Jesus, would you take over my life? Would you become the Lord, the boss of my life? The Apostle Paul writes in Romans chapter 10 and verse 9 that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised Christ from the dead, we will be saved, that we'll be able to spend eternity with him in heaven, and that we have this peace, not just in eternity, but now while we're here on earth. Thank you for listening to Message Rewind. Come back every Monday night at 5 p.m. to hear the latest message from Discovery Church.